Hi everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today to my ministry song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is December 27th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is Always by Chris Tomlin. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. We are going to begin there because I want to read a passage in regards to the shepherds that were, that were living out their faith. And then the angel of the Lord appears to them at the first advent. So I want to make sure that I incorporate that into today's message. But we are going to read and continue in the book of Revelation in regards to the second advent, which we are now on chapter 19 in the book of Revelation. So we will read that together today as well. So if you want to go ahead and grab your Bibles, turn to the book of Luke, chapter 2, and beginning in verse 8. Glory in the highest. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Pause. Such a beautiful account. Here we have some shepherds. They're out in the country. They're living out. They're living out in the in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And then, all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord stood before them. And if you read the Old Testament, whenever the angel of the Lord would be present, this was God himself, right? And so God is fulfilling scripture here, and he's announcing it to the shepherds, these lowly shepherds. They don't have any fame. They don't have any fortune. They're just some humble shepherds tending to their flock. God can use anyone. And the angel says, as often he has said throughout the Bible, throughout scripture, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be not only to you, but will be for all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And then he says that this will be a sign to you, that this is actually him. You're going to find a babe wrapped in swaddling, swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then appears a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on peace, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. I just love that. Then the angels, they go away back into heaven, and the, and the shepherds say to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass. In other words, let us see this thing that we we read about, we, we heard God's promise. Uh, a lot of us from generation to generation have been waiting for this. And now God himself has let us know that his son has arrived. The, the, the uh, long-awaited Messiah has arrived. It has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And then, in verse 17, Now when they had seen him, they made widely known, widely known. They were the first evangelists to go out and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. They, they were the ones that went out to tell the people. And the saying that which was told them concerning the child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. They told so many people. And when Christ came to be born of the Virgin Mary, there were a lot of hearts that weren't prepared. There were a lot of hearts that just were not prepared to receive and to believe his first arrival, his first advent. But God knew that these shepherds were ready. God knew the Magi's were ready. 
God knew his apostles were ready. God knows. He knows who is ready and who is not ready. And these faithful shepherds, they didn't keep quiet. They could have not spread the good news. They could have just said no to God, but no. They said, let us go and share this news, this good news, this good news of good tidings, of comfort and joy, of great joy. Because what God has said and what we have heard has now come to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the angels, the, the multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on peace, goodwill toward men. Such a beautiful story because these are the first evangelists that go out. Go out and, and preach the good news of the Savior's birth. You and I, we need, I know, at least for me, I needed a Savior. I needed somebody to save me from my sins. And he did. And I will continue to share the good news with, with hearts that are still hardened. I will continue to share the good news with those that think that they don't deserve grace. I will continue to, 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 to shout it to the world. I will continue to do that because everybody is everybody's worth saving, but not all will be saved. I was having a conversation with somebody recently. It's not enough to just know who Jesus is, to read about him, to learn about him from someone else. Because let me tell you, the whole world has heard of Jesus, but you need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to believe with your heart what his word says and get to know the Lord God Almighty. You need to have faith, faith in Jesus Christ. We are going to talk about two different suppers in chapter 19. We're going to talk about the marriage supper of the Lamb, which is the one that you and I want to be invited to. We don't want, there's a parable in one of the Gospels about some man gets in, and as Jesus is walking around, he says, uh, who are you? You don't belong here. I don't know you. Get out. Where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, get out. So it's not enough to just know who Jesus is. Because like I said, the world knows who he is. They just don't believe, some just don't believe on him. Most just don't believe on him and don't have faith in him. 
and haven't accepted him as Lord and Savior into their lives. Because the other supper is, ugh, birds eating flesh of the ones that God never knew, that rebelled against him. So turn to chapter 19. This chapter is titled, Heaven Exalts Over Babylon. In the last chapter, we read the, about the fall of Babylon and the, that the world is mourning over Babylon. And then um, they start turning on each other. We have to remember that Satan tried to create on earth in this last in this time that he had to fool as many people as he fooled. He tried to create a false trinity as if. He, he tried, what he did is he had a false Christ. There were three. The, the Antichrist, the Beast, and the False Prophet. And those three tried to rule as if they were the Holy Trinity. They were fake. They, they, they were a fake bunch of people. And so many people fell for it. And when they realized that they'd been fool, fooled, there's that battle that went on that we read about. But now they're, they're going to see the Christ coming on a white horse. And now they're all going to turn they're they're all going to be one army and turn and try to fight jesus because they've all hated him to the end <laughs> first they start hating each other because they they turn on each other when the devil starts showing his true colors then they turn on jesus but here we go. This is what happens to those people. And heaven is exulting over Babylon. After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord. To the Lord our God. Pause. Now we just were reading the story of the shepherds where there was a multitude, a great multitude that came down from heaven and stood there with the shepherds. And now there's a great multitude in heaven. You can hear them from heaven. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication and he has avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her. Again, they said, Hallelujah! Her smoke rises up forever and ever. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sat on the throne saying, Amen! Hallelujah! Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God 
all you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. Pause. Notice it says that smoke rises up from her forever and ever. Torment for the ones that don't believe in Jesus Christ, who never had faith in him, never accepted him as Lord and Savior, who never repented. This is an eternal separation of suffering. And it's forever. It never stops. For as those that believe and trust and have faith in the Lord Jesus and have repented and believe on him and have faith on him, they get to live in eternity with Jesus Christ. Verse 6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah! For the Lord God, omnipotent, reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Pause. Now remember, this is the marriage of the Lamb finally. He's coming for his people and there's going to be a beautiful feast with him. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, See that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Pause. John the Apostle I remember he's the one that Jesus loved and he lived with Jesus for a time and he followed Jesus for a time and he's seeing all this and he's falling at the feet of an angel and the angel says don't do that see that you do not do that he's gonna tell him that again I believe it's in chapter 21 this is a lesson there's a, it's a lesson that we are not to worship absolutely no one from heaven except Jesus Christ the Lord God Almighty we are not to worship anybody on earth except Jesus Christ the Almighty period you cannot be worshiping anybody else if there's an angel around who is accepting uh, honor accepting compliments of any kind run away because this we are not to worship angels we are not to worship the virgin mary if you're out there it's it's idolatry we can honor 
the mother of Jesus because she was selected to give birth to a son. But we should not worship her. We should not pray to her. None of that. All of that is idolatry. And you're not going to find it in the Holy Bible to go to Mary to go to Mary to to pray to her so she can go and to, to uh, let her her son know about your prayer. I had a conversation with somebody about that at one point, and her argument was that when Jesus turned the water into wine, Mary had asked him to do that, and he listened to her. Therefore, if we ask her, if we, we have a need and we let her know, she will go and tell her son Jesus, and then Jesus will answer the prayer. And my argument with this person is, well, where does the Holy Spirit stand in this, in this uh, cycle here? What's the Holy Spirit there for? He's God. But, you know, it's hard to get somebody to open their ears if, they've, if they just refuse to believe, believe something. Because they've just been trained by the Catholic Church for so long to do these things, to pray these rosaries. And uh, worship angels. Because this angel will help you with this, and that angel will help you with that. And perhaps, you know, angels help. Sometimes, according to scripture, they come to us, and we don't even know that they're an angel. But we're not to worship them. We're, we're not to give them any honor and glory. We are supposed to only, according to the Ten Commandments, follow God. Listen to God, worship God, and no other, and no other. Okay, so let's turn and continue reading Christ on a White Horse. The moment that I've been waiting for, I don't know if that's you out there, when Christ returns to fight the enemy and to usher in his new Jerusalem, and his new earth, and his new heaven, and everything's made new. Christ on a white horse, now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, 
King of kings and Lord of lords. Pause. Jesus Christ. Does it sound like the human man? Mm -mm. He's got his eyes are like a flame of fire. This is this is the wrath of God. This is the wrath of Almighty God. And he's got vengeance and he's going to do away with all of the evil. And behind him, oh, and he judges. He judges rightfully and he makes war. He's faithful and true. And listen, nobody else knows the name written. He had on his many crowns, he had a name written that no one knew except himself. Nobody could try to copy him. He was clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And this isn't the blood of the saints. This is the blood of his enemies, of all the ones that rejected him. And his name is called the Word of God. Now, if we read in John, remember first the first chapter in John. I'm going to turn there and add it to the show notes because this is important because Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Oh, this Bible I have has a lot of devotionals inside. Here we go. The Word becomes flesh, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Pause. He was in the world. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. So the Word became flesh, and the Word is Jesus Christ. He came down to be born, incarnate. He came down to be born. And the Christ that's coming on the white horse is the Word of God, but he is coming so everybody can see him as he is and his eyes were like a flame of fire and those that are following him on white horses that's us <laughs> this, this is a this is us we don't have to do anything but we're riding victoriously behind him we're riding behind our victor and the only thing he has to do is open his mouth and speak. This is the this is the sharp sword, the sword of the spirit. And that with his mouth he strikes the nations just like that. And he's going to rule them with a rod of iron and he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God and he has on his robe on on his thigh a name written. He is the king of kings he is the lord of lords nobody is above him absolutely nobody now this is the feast that you don't want to be included in because remember i told you that all the bad guys they think they can now destroy jesus christ the beast and his armies defeated then i saw an angel standing in the sun 
and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven. Now remember, we just read that he just opened up his mouth and he destroyed all the evil. He has judged and he, ha and he is victorious. And now he's calling all the birds to come and feast on their flesh. He says, come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth and their armies, gathered together to make war against him who sat on the throne and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the rest were killed with the sword, which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. Pause. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Finally, this takes place. This is the second advent. We just celebrated the birth of Jesus. What the greatest... I mean, he came down from heaven to be born to save those that would repent and follow him. He gives the opportunity to everybody, but not everybody takes it. Not everybody wants him. People just don't want Jesus. They don't even want to hear his name. They get, they get just offended. Look at what just happened in Times Square. I don't know who was behind that, but just the nativity presence of the of the shepherds and Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus. What the true meaning of Christmas is, is the first advent of Jesus Christ displayed Times Square. And there were so many people offended by that. But you know what? This is, this is, he is faithful and true. We have a creator. His name is Jesus Christ. He first came as a baby for his first advent, and he's coming back. And he is going to be Christ on a white horse with the non-believer's blood on his robe because people are going to be instantly drop dead but they are going to be tormented forever and ever they are going to be first he instructs all the birds to eat all the flesh of all the evil people <laughs> peck 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 you're dead but the birds are feasting on your flesh but guess what you live on in eternity with the, the beast and the false prophet 
all you that worship his image, all you that did not want to accept him as Lord and Savior, all you that bought into all the lies, calling sin, sin that isn't sin, accepting that all religions are the same, and these are killed by the sword of the Spirit that proceeds out of the mouth of Jesus Christ, who sits on the horse, and all the birds are filled with the flesh. This is the, the supper of the great God, and he allows the birds to feast on them. But guess what? The beast is captured, and the false prophet who worked the wonders in the presence by which he deceived he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. And they are thrown into the lake of fire with brimstone. And the rest are killed with the sword. And guess what? You guys are going to the same place. So we want to go to the, to the marriage supper of the Lamb. The one, the one where we're the ones behind the Lord in the white, on the other white horses. <laughs> because finally justice has been done. That's where I'm going to end. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Tune in to chapter 20 next time. Bye.